owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. That's 800-518-4020. Money 105.5. Views expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station, its owners, staff, or management. The following program is sponsored by Simply Great Lives. Welcome to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This show is about you, your life, your impact, and your legacy. Now your hosts, John and Rena. Welcome to the Impact Hour. I'm so glad that you've joined us this week. Uh, today you have me, Rena, in the studio, and I am joined by a special guest. His name is Brandon Miller. He's from 34 Strong Coaching and Consulting. And today we're talking about strengths. And John and I love to encourage people to find and cultivate and utilize their strengths. It's beneficial in work, in relationships, and it's certainly beneficial in you making a positive impact. And so using your strengths, you're going to find will be of great benefit to you and to everybody around you. So I welcome to the show, Brandon Miller. Welcome. Good afternoon. Glad to have you. Hey, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So I am a CEO of a company called 34 Strong, and we focus on strengths-based organizational development uh, we are located here in the Sacramento area, and we uh, we work within the uh, the state of California, many different government agencies, counties, cities. Uh, also, we spend our time with associations and corporations, and we basically go in and help uh, shift the developmental philosophy, a philosophy that um, for most uh, of us is rooted in this idea of checking out where we're strong and where we're not and building a, a, a base of development around our flaws or weaknesses, and we help them shift that to think differently about their human capital and how to develop from a strengths perspective. And we use an online tool uh, called the Strengths Finder to help us do that. And that was created by Gallup, is that right? Uh, it's actually uh, predates Gallup a bit. It's, okay. uh, it's started by a gentleman, his name is Donald Clifton. Uh, Don uh, had an idea to uh, take what he learned as a, as a psychologist and instead of studying the mountain of work devoted to disease or neurosis, he decided to focus instead on internal talents and understanding how we can leverage those talents for performance outcomes. We spent uh, the better part of a few decades studying 2 million people worldwide and trying to understand what is it that helps a person to be successful. He, he reasoned that we had plenty of uh, evidence to support external talents. We could see if someone could hit a ball with a bat or sing on key or uh, type fast. Uh, but we didn't have a way to really understand internal talents. And so uh, he and his uh, colleagues uh, developed this uh, entire process of measuring talent. Uh, and subsequent to that, their paths crossed with the Gallup organization uh, where uh, the Clifton family purchased Gallup, who had 
essentially invented polling many years before well, that. That's who I think of when I think of polling is Gallup. Yeah, they, they are the they are the polling people. And so the Clifton family purchased Gallup to take their brand worldwide uh, to expose people to this idea of a strengths conversation. And what they found in the late 90s is that the world was ready to think different about human development. That's exciting. You know, I know John found out about the strengths stuff. A number of years ago, I was involved in some personal development work, and the coach that I had, this was several coaches ago, uh, was really focused on my deficiencies mm. and, and building those up. And John had a pretty strong reaction about that and wanted to find a way, how could we focus on what we're good at, what we're intrinsically, what, where we got it going on, mm-hmm. and get more of that. So that's one of the things that we really like about the strengths is the focus on the positive and making more of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So why don't you tell us what's the, what's a strength? So when we think about a strength, if you look at an activity that you and I might engage in and at the conclusion of it, how do we feel? Mm-hmm. Uh, because the strength is simply an activity that makes you feel strong. And so you feel you feel a sense of energy. You feel a curiosity, something that you want to look forward to, make time to do it again. That's that's where strength starts to play. There's five clues to that. You start okay. to yearn for it. Mm-hmm. You pick it up and rapid learn it. You enter into a subconscious state. We call it flow, mm-hmm. where three hours can feel like 30 minutes and you're more productive than when you started. I can totally relate to that. Absolutely. And yeah. then excellence, you, you third-party validated. So you don't just think you're talented at a thing. Mm-hmm. Others who watch you do it say, can you do that again? That's that's impressive. That's amazing. Neat. And then uh, lastly, you're, you're deriving a deep sense of satisfaction. That's where the energy comes from, that you might physically be tired, but you're really looking forward to come back to yearning and doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. I can relate to that. After the end of a seminar, I'm physically exhausted, but just stoked. Mm-hmm. So I know that I've been using my strengths in that. Yeah. How did you get started in this whole strengths thing? About 14 years ago, serving as a senior leader within an organization and uh, somebody found a book in the airport called Now Discover Your Strengths. That sounds so random. I love it. It, it was amazing. So I uh, came into my office and set it on the desk, and he said, hey, you know, we should do this, which was always code to me for you should do this. So I, I knew that uh, I had an opportunity to, to open the book, get into it, figure out what, what this was all about. And just by the cover, Now Discover Your Strengths, and reading the jacket, I thought, this is fascinating. They're they're talking about shifting a developmental focus, thinking about what's right with people. So um, instead of just reading all the way through the literature, I, I, I'm what's called an activator. So I learned by doing. So I jumped okay. right to the end of the book where there was a tear-out code, went online, took this assessment, and I was mesmerized by mm. the results. I, I could not believe. I couldn't. I mean, at the time, I just recall thinking, was someone following me? How is this so accurate to who I am and how I think? And terms I otherwise would not have applied to myself. So I, right. my number one is a maximizer, which is I love to stimulate strengths to promote to promote excellence, whether it's in individuals or groups. I, I'm a, an achiever, which really explained my drive, work ethic. That one was a little easier to see in just how right. I how I entered school or athletics or relationships or even career. Uh, but then an activator, just uh, this catalyst for activity and needed to get things started. I was that person always saying, hey, let's go. We've made a decision, enough talk, let's go. And that's what activators do. But very strategic, which means I, I really like to look at a situation, see the patterns, find different pathways, very creative in that regard. And then a ranger, which was a fascinating one that uh, I, I'm, I would never have considered myself a well-organized person, but it was a flexible organization and dynamic, and that really fit. And so I got the opportunity to roll it out to 28 staff people. And so they all took the Strengths Finder, and we began to talk about who they were based on these strengths. 
And we started to shift their roles and started to, to move them around. We had even one person that was able to articulate to us that they were in the wrong job. And it wasn't a, it wasn't a conversation they were afraid to have because they recognized we were looking at their talents. And if they didn't fit in the role that they were in with us, we probably could help them transition. And so I fascinated by that. It ended up later becoming another place where I was uh, uh, looking to, to take that show on the road, if you will. I, I figured, gosh, if this is so effective here in what we're trying to do, and I had this entrepreneur drive in me. Mm-hmm. Always had my hand in little different ventures. Sounds like uh, Activator, but I'm not sure. Absolutely. <laughs> so decided decided let's let's just start to take this out and and share this with others. And so that's just what I did in in uh, 07, 08 and started to to do Strengths Finder uh, as part of a consulting firm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really neat that you were in a position to be able to have that level of influence to be able to move people around and adjust job positions to help it be a good fit for them. I wonder if that's really exceptional in an organization to be able to um, bring about that much change. You know, when, whenever we think about transition within an organization, it starts with trust. And what Strengths does is it, is it changes the conversation to um, I'm trying to change you or fix you to I'm looking to develop and grow you. And that was a big, big shift for us and it allowed us to, to have some latitude. And so we, we are seeing within organizations where leaders have some flexibility to start to Right. reassign and reproject people. That makes sense that you would need to work with leaders in order to have the authority, I guess, to make those kinds of changes. It kind of needs to come, at least to some extent, from up above, from people Absolutely. who say yes or hopefully yes. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's neat. So who do you work with primarily in um, 34 Strong? So we have a team of, of consultants, coaches, administrative folks, and learning development folks that help us uh, determine what our contracts will look like. And, and so we, we have found, uh, being in, in the, the capital city, that we do a lot of work with our, our state government. Mm-hmm. Uh, the corporations, we typically work with about midsize. So so from, you know, you could say somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 to 1,000 employees. That's, okay. a, that's a broad, broad range. But that's yeah. those are companies that can fall into to a category that we have the ability to spend time with. And then uh, there's, a, there's quite a few associations in town. So we end up... Uh, doing a fair amount of work with uh, associations that are interested in work with their boards or interested in work with their members. And mm-hmm. um, this is a really hot topic right now. And after the break, we'll get to talk about yeah. some of what uh, is happening out there in this world of strengths. Yeah, exciting. I know I'm really excited to dive into the topic of engagement, employee engagement versus disengagement and what a benefit this can be. Listeners, I want to let you know that you've got the opportunity to call in and ask Brandon your questions around strengths. You can call 866 576 1055. Hang in for just a little bit. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 1055. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. 
If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. Live with passion, make a difference, and come alive. This is the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we are talking with Brandon Miller of 34 Strong. We are talking about strengths because strengths can like totally rock your world. Really a great way of setting you on fire with passion and purpose and making a difference. And it impacts people all around you. So, Brandon, why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience as a family man in strengths? Sure. So in learning about the Strengths Finder and, and having opportunity to roll it out with, with team members, it seemed like a logical place to spend time uh, with my family. I'm a father of seven children, so the That's ages wow. range. Yeah. <laughs> Oldest is almost 24, down to my youngest is seven. Awesome. So at the time of learning about this, at three that were entering into their junior high, high school age, and... The Strengths Finder actually has application down to about 13, 14 years old. 15 is where they say it starts, but if their reading level is around 10th grade, they can start a little younger. Yeah, my kids did one. It was more of a talent kind of, um, I don't remember what it was called, but I had my kids take that years ago, which is really neat to see what what's making them special already at such a young age. Absolutely. So there, there is a version for smaller children called Strengths Explorer. Yeah, I think that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And so it's, since then, you know, my with the seven of them, they've all taken the Strengths Finder. It's had a tremendous impact upon how we how we treat each one, as you might imagine, with seven kids are so different. So they're all they're all single births. They're all you know, I, no his and hers. They're all ours. Uh, we like to tell people we just played to our strengths, and we have seven children. So we have this <laughs> amazing, beautiful family, and 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 you know, you you really learn some things about life and development through experience. And I'll never forget when my son Lance was 15 years old, and I was driving Lance to football practice. Uh, here in the Sacramento area in a typical August hot day, you know, 105 or something. And as I'm driving him to practice with the windows open on the truck and I'm, I'm sweating, he's sweating. We just got him all his gear and I, I began to coach him up. You know, I began to give him insights into son. Here's, here's what you're going to do to be successful. Here's what you, how you want to play. And I, I, in my heart, I felt like I was preparing Lance for glory, you know, to be the best that he could be. And my son, all of 15 that day stops me and he says, Hey, dad. I just need you to know that I'm not like you, and I'm not going to play football the same way that you did. Wow. And, and in that moment, it just stunned me. Like, how dare you was my first thought. But sure. then the other side of that was, okay, well, let's see how this goes. And sure enough, that young man could have not been more correct. We're completely different people. And when he took the Strengths Finder a year later and, and he verified that his his top talents were were my bottom talents. We were very opposite in how we regarded And I had a choice. I could lead Lance in the way I thought he should go, mm-hmm. or I could lead my son in the way he was designed to be. And choosing that path for, for all seven has just been incredible for seeing strengths play out in real life, real terms. That would really make it very different how you treat each child. Because I know just when John and I took our strengths finder test and we're able to understand each other's strengths it just it made so much sense absolutely why he does things so differently than i do that's and right. to see that's actually a good thing and i can pick up where he's not quite as strong absolutely and um 
So that's neat that you're able to individualize your parenting based on the needs of the child. Gallup released a book called Strengths-Based Parenting this last year, and it was the culmination of a decade of research where in their Omaha, Nebraska campus, they allow their employees to have free child care. But in exchange, that they study the children to see what patterns of behavior they can identify. And so for children, it's a it's an untimed test. The Strengths Finder is timed version, but this is an untimed. And they get their top three of ten. And it's fantastic to, you know, even at seven, eight, nine years old, where you can start to start to identify these talents and build off of them has been uh, – had a dramatic impact. And, and for what I do professionally, I mean, it really does lend credibility because – when when it's something that we live and who we are, then when we come in to talk to people about this development, we really can give them insights into a holistic approach. Okay. Because the strengths based development shift is hard to make. We we learn deficit uh, the deficit assumption very young. We learn it with our grades. We learn it with with activities that our parents see us do or guardians or loved ones. And that and shift is it, hard. Mm-hmm. Isn't that typically the the model for doing? Um you know, work assessments, you know, how, how well you've been doing at work performance assessments. They're finding out what's wrong and they're trying to shore that up, right? They focus on the deficits. Absolutely. It's a, it's a, it's a tried and true assumption that says this is, this is what works. Find a person's weakness or deficit, invest into it because weakness fixing leads to success. And, and what Dr. Clifton and the Gallup team in 1999 essentially offered to the world was, what if there's a better way? What if there's a different way and it's better? And in a book called First Break All the Rules, it basically offered corporate America managers the invitation, in, in, in fact, the encouragement, the exhortation, let's try developing people according to their strengths. And maybe there's an indicator that they all, we all care about who, who have employees. We call it employee engagement. Maybe we can change that outcome if we shift the way we develop them. That's awesome. Tell us a little bit about what employee engagement is, because I know it's a huge deal. It's not just a buzzword. It makes a tremendous impact in people's lives. Absolutely. So when Gallup began to to earnestly uh, measure this and to share it, you know, they, they found a correlation between our engagement at work. So think about our enthusiasm about, our involvement in, our our caring for what we do and who we do it with, really typified engagement and engagement is seen in how productive we are and how okay. how communicative we are and how effective how we problem solve and initiate and, and ideate create so highly engaged employees they found a direct correlation between that and their personal well-being okay. so that engagement went home with them and any any of us who can remember those times when we wanted to ask mom and dad to go to a friend's house and we wanted to, to have their permission and we, we waited and we watched and we wanted to see. So you totally they, feel it out. Absolutely. Right? Are they yeah. in a good space after work or are they not in a good space after work? And, and we figured that out because it, we see that happen. And for those of us listening that have had a bad day at work, you know that the bad day at work doesn't stay at work. It spills. And that over time, that engagement well-being wheel, um, just, just plays out. And so the idea of shifting a focus to, Let's try to let's try to focus on people's strengths because we think it engages them more, and it does. It does bring out a whole different level of engagement because really, what what Gallup offered corporate America that wasn't a surprise to them was that most of their workforce is disengaged, mm-hmm. the opposite. So they were showing up just just trading time for money. We call it a culture of paycheck, uh-huh. and that trade of time for money um, was absolutely affecting the bottom line because some of those people were slipping into a third category. That we call actively disengaged. So now, now we're not just, you know, trading time for money as a disengaged person, just going through the motions. Now we're actively working against what the organization wants to accomplish. We're sabotaging. We call them cave dwellers, consistently 
against virtually everything the organization is trying to accomplish. <laughs> and when someone's there, now now the heartache comes back around to whoever that person is that's managing them. Mm-hmm. And so we've really, as a company, really planted our flag and put as our point of emphasis um, that we want to help develop the world's best managers. We think that, that managers that are trained how to engage, and there are very few that actually are, and taught how to do it with a tool that helps them get some insights into strengths and talents and well, who people actually are from a performance aspect, not just personality, but performance aspect, can really start to shift the tide in, in, a, in an organizational culture. It, it would really be a shift, I reckon, like a literal before and after, to have people go from not being engaged or even worse, actively disengaged, to, to being fully engaged and where they're feeling like they're valued. They're feeling like they can make a difference in the organization. Yeah. They're doing things that matter. And and. I just can't imagine the level of energy and the difference in productivity that would make. It must be huge. Absolutely. Yeah, a very significant transition in that because, you know, Gallup, after 17 years of, of strengths being essentially offered first to corporate America, and this is an interesting statistic, 457 of the Fortune 500 use strengths within their organization. That's a massive percentage. Massive, because what they found is that if, if engagement starts around 25 to 35%, that's, okay. the, that's the national average. We sit, that's standard? Yeah, that's, that's where we sit. <laughs> well, so that sad. means 70% of us are showing up disengaged or actively disengaged, and we know who we are. Mm-hmm. We know when we're just showing up, going through the motions, or we know when we're not happy and People are talking about, you know, oh, God, it's Monday, and that's thank right. God it's Friday. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. you, it, it's it's something that, that doesn't have to be accepted. And so when managers began to understand, I don't have to accept this. I can invest in, in, in people's talents. We saw a dramatic shift going from, from 25, 30% engagement to 60, 70% engagement. Wow, flipping it then. Absolutely. Literally. A complete, a complete flip. And it didn't just live in corporate. Okay. We've, we've now seen it in government where, um, there's stereotypical ideas about what government workers might be like. And we find incredibly well-meaning and very passionate civil servants that, that would love to, to have high engaged workplaces, but, but the tools to know how to do it is what sometimes is what, what's lacking. Well, and you're needing to change an entire culture, right? Because culture helps sustain the disengagement. So that, that's, that's a pretty massive shift. How do you go about changing culture in an organization? You know, so it, it does start with, with what you said earlier. It's leadership and management. So when, when 34 Strong is going to work with an organization, it, we're typically starting with someone that either, one, has a problem. <laughs> They're <laughs> aware that, that we, we have a challenge and we need to do something to resolve it. I met with some managers today. Um, there's a, a small team, we'll call it a team of about 15, and they're very aware that it's highly disengaged. They're okay. very aware. So that's, right. so that's not a wonder they know it is. And, and, and when that they're happens, trying to change it. You, you can't just fire the people and hire 15 new people because the problem will persist. Exactly. Because, it, right? because the challenge that we typically find is it's, you know, it, it stems from a, a leadership and management misalignment mm-hmm. and from a, a misunderstanding of what management actually is. Okay. And so when we think of effective management, we're talking about people who, who really do want to develop others, who do really do want to motivate and inspire them, who really do think about how can I help engage you? Because engagement probably sits as the key performance indicator or KPI over every other KPI. It sits over productivity, it sits over profit, it sits over retention. All the KPIs that we could list, retention affects all of those. But sadly, very few managers understand the concept. And then secondly, really know how to to do that, how to engage a worker. Yeah. 
I would think you're, you're creating a massive change. And would you be able to change just a pocket within an organization, or do you need to really work from the top? So it, it, it almost always has to start with an executive decision, but they yeah. are not the ones who actually make or break the process. So the, okay. the answer to what you said is um, yes and no. So you do need, yes, the, the leadership on board because they have to open up the purse strings. Right. They have to be willing to invest. But two, it really can happen in pockets because within an organization with multiple managers, you will find some who are really good. That's true. And then the yeah. good ones can become a lot better. Uh-huh. Some of them will become a little less than bad <laughs> because they they may not understand nor want to know how to shift. And, and we okay. can talk a bit about just the quandary of how we select managers and, and the well, shift that's happening there. You mentioned disengaged managers too. So mm-hmm. that's hard. How do you get them to engage so that their employees can engage? That's right. So it, so what we know is that 30% of the workforce is engaged and only 35% of managers are engaged. And so shifting a manager out of that really does require that that manager um, understands the impact that they have upon their employees' engagement. You're and, speaking my language. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> they're impacting at least 70% of the employees' engagement, sometimes much more. And so after the break, we can certainly talk about some of that real life. What does that actually look like when it's implemented? That's awesome. Looking forward to that. You can call into the station with questions for Brandon regarding strengths at 866-576-1055. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Impact Hour. Will your current career path lead you to financial independence? Stop worrying about working till you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. It's simple. Register for our free passive income workshop and learn the seven principles we use to provide for our families and run our businesses. We reveal the five reasons you should invest in real estate, and we show you how every dollar you invest in a piece of real estate makes you money five ways. It's time to get this life-changing information. Register today at MyPassiveIncomeWorkshop.com. Stop making excuses. Go to MyPassiveIncomeWorkshop.com. Take a moment right now and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life of quiet desperation that doesn't resemble what you were promised after getting that college degree and corporate job. Now a 10 is a life that exceeds your wildest expectations of the life they promised you for doing all the right things and working hard. If you answered anything less than 10, stop what you're doing and go to MyPassiveIncomeWorkshop.com. Passive income is not a secret, but chances are no one has ever shared it with you until now. Learn how to generate passive streams of income at our free workshop, MyPassiveIncomeWorkshop.com, so you can live at a 10 for the rest of your life. What if you could have an experience of a lifetime this year? Something that goes beyond mundane. It's not a vacation. It's an opportunity you won't soon forget. A timely and important expedition to the land of Israel awaits you. Make plans now for the Stand with Israel tour happening this fall. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on a nine-day trip to Israel that will offer you first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll introduce you to the geopolitical, economic, and security dynamics of a truly remarkable nation. Get a behind-the-scenes view into many of the places you've read and heard about all during Jerusalem's 50th year anniversary. The Western Wall, Modern Tel Aviv, the Dead Sea, and much more with expert guides and important lectures at key sites surrounded in the comfort and safety of first-class accommodations. Look forward to something special this year. Stand with Israel. For trip details, visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. StandWithIsraelTour.com. Wednesday morning at 8 on Money 105.5, it's Beyond the Numbers, your weekly look at the real-life issues related to your business, your taxes, and your money. 
with your hosts, Mark Bellows, a certified public accountant with over 25 years of experience, and Katie McConnell, certified public accountant and professional of human resources. Find Mark and Katie online at CLAConnect.com. That's CLAConnect.com. Go beyond the numbers with Mark Bellows and Katie McConnell, Wednesday at 8 a.m. on Money 105.5. Every month, there's always something new and exciting at Waldo Bauer's showroom at 2300 Broadway. And this month's new display is Woodland Relics by Armstrong, a unique hardwood floor encompassing three species with different cuts and textures within the same floor. It's not for everyone, but if you have unique taste, this may be the perfect hardwood for you. And speaking of wood, Waldo Bowers now carries wall planks for the do-it-yourselfers. Wood wall covering can be used on the ceiling, too. And while you're at Waldo Bowers, look around and you'll see the largest selection of floors than any other flooring company in Northern California. And if Waldo Bowers has it in stock, you'll get a special price, too. They also have every type of floor cleaner recommended by the manufacturer. And 0% financing is available on approved credit. Waldo Bowers, excellent customer service, professional installation, and affordable prices. Why would you go anywhere else? Online at WaldoBowersFloorCovering.com or call 451-0114. 451-0114. I'm Craig Ashton of the injury law firm of Ashton & Price. At Ashton & Price, we are honored by the trust our clients place in our law firm. When you call Ashton & Price, you'll find a group of people that takes great pride in what they do. We have successfully represented thousands of satisfied clients over the last 16 years, and we continue to maintain an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. There is never a fee until you win, so Google Ashton & Price... Or call 786-7787 for a free consultation. Remember, for the best advice, don't think twice. Call Ashton and Price. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. Now back to the Impact Hour with John and Rena on Money 105.5. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. Today we're talking about strengths with Brandon Miller from 34 Strong, and we're having a really interesting conversation about engagement in the workforce and managers. So what what did you have to say about how people become managers, and what's the effect of that? When Gallup began to really look intently into what qualified a person to be a manager and what, what they really needed to be successful They found first that 82% of the time, managers were selected for the position for one of two reasons. One, they had a technical expertise, non-managerial. So the assumption was 
if you were strong in your technical ability, then you could manage others to do the same or have the same success. Now, we've seen that uh, in John's work as a software engineer. I've seen that in schools with teachers. Like the really great teachers get promoted on to be administrators. Mm -hmm. So they're good at what they do. And then you're saying there's an assumption that, therefore, they'll be able to manage people well because they're good at their skill. It is an absolute assumption. The second is tenure. Someone has been with the organization uh, long. They've proven loyalty as a result. Uh, management is often a reward, a reward for your your long-term, uh, you know, adherence to what we are about, your your commitment to the vision and mission. Let's make you a manager. Let's promote you to a higher level of authority. And unfortunately, what we found is that neither of those two reasons have anything to do with the talent to be a successful manager. Uh, we have met people who are technical geniuses that don't like people. We have met people who are long time with the company that have zero interest in motivating people to be their best every day. And I found that a boss is really one of the biggest factors in determining a person's satisfaction with their work. And you would probably even say engagement. Absolutely. Because they just have such a huge impact on the person's life. Their, their experience while they're at work, which, as you said, spills over into the personal life. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a very large responsibility that managers have. Which well, shouldn't surprise us because even in the home, we recognize that the parent or guardian has a significant impact upon the success of the child and, mm-hmm. and who they become. And so in the workplace, the person who has the rules and keeps the rules is the one who has the control. And just the way our, our societal makeup, our biology is – the one with power does have more influence and impact on the one who doesn't have the power. And so that power used in a way that isn't helpful will disengage a workforce. Now, the key to understanding this is that when a person is disengaged by a manager, unfortunately, they do return the favor. Oh. So if I go home with my disengagement and that impacts my well-being, that in well-being or lack thereof is going to make its way back to the workforce. And so... Um, very few of our managers show up engaged. In fact, the number that Gallup has published is only 35% of managers are engaged in the United States. It's amazing. One out of three mm-hmm. managers are actually engaged. That's right. It's huge. So when we think of the systemic challenge we have, this isn't a, a private sector challenge. It's not a public sector challenge. Uh, you know, there's not any better managers on one side or the other or a nonprofit or association or chamber or, or you know, in, in schools. This is This is a problem in how we think about developing people and What's interesting is as strengths, Rena, began to really take off and the, the corporate America began to grab a hold of it, middle-sized companies and, and government agencies at all levels and, and ed, high, uh, education uh, facilities, you know, entire school districts. I just returned from Omaha, Nebraska, and it was the annual Clifton Strengths Summit. So a, a thousand of my colleagues that were there uh, celebrating strengths and, and growing and developing and one of the plenary speakers uh, was the chief engagement officer for the Atlanta <laughs> Unified School District. I love that And her entire job is to engage the workforce, to engage the students. And they, from a top-down, superintendent down, they're shifting the developmental philosophy of how they lead their leaders and, and engage their teachers, which engages their students. That's neat. I love the perspective of helping students to be more engaged in the mm-hmm. classroom and mm-hmm. learning process. How fun. That must have been a blast. It was. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned to me over break something about Facebook that I, I hadn't heard before. Sure. Either. So one of the famous case studies around strengths, and really um, Facebook as an organization acted as uh, one of the disruptors, innovative disruptors 
to Gallup's uh, initial model. So Gallup's initial model was to publish books, give people access to their uh, their IP, their intellectual property through the books, and then you would hire Gallup. They would come work with you. Well, Facebook did something that they hadn't expected. They began to give the strength finder to every single new employee hired. So they were buying truckloads of these books to give <laughs> to their people because they had made a decision, we are going to be a strengths-based organization. In fact, it's Sheryl Sandberg that says one of the most influential books in Facebook's life is now Discover Your Strengths by by the Donald Clifton and Marcus Buckingham. And they leverage it as part of their organization. There's an article out recently about them where from 500 employees to 15,000, they leverage strengths as a model to determine where people fit in the organization. So when they're hired, they're not hired for a specific position? They're actually given a, a famous question. It's called okay. the Facebook question. Okay. And the question every person interviewed is asked this. On your best day of work, the day that you went home thinking you had the best job in the world, what did you do that day? And on the basis of that answer, it determines, are you, are you a person on the leadership management track? Are you a person on the technical track? And both are honored and both have the opportunity to do well financially based on it, where, where you fit. And then their, their, their managers are taught to manage to strengths. And so I think we'd all agree, Rena, that, uh, some years later, uh, Facebook's doing pretty good. I just saw a <laughs> list so. recently of the, uh, the wealthiest person per state in our country. And number one in California worth $38.6 billion is Mark Zuckerberg. Wow. Yep. That's a really neat way to run a business. I, I love innovation and being willing to do things differently. And how neat it would be to start from the ground up to build an organization that way. But that's probably not what you deal with on a day-to-day basis. You're dealing with established organizations um, who probably are experiencing some problems. So what is it like when you go into an organization, uh, be it government or corporate or association, how do you get in there and help them? Sure. So we're often introduced to our our clients via uh, different business groups. Uh, We do a lot of speaking for the Vistage organization, Vistage Worldwide. It's a CEO and and, uh, key executive peer group. And so being one of their speakers, we're, we're often sharing about strengths-based leadership and how to engage a team, how to engage your company. And for many of those executives, they look at uh, what we have to offer and they want to, to do something further with strengths. For many people, Rena, they, they had some type of experience with strengths finder. 16 million people have taken the assessment, most here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. 8,000 people every day right now are taking it. So it's... You know, it's 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 out there. People hear about it. But I then, had to chuckle when you said about truckloads of the book because yeah. whenever we have a seminar, we provide it for us. I always get these stacks of StrengthsFinder books. That's so, right. Yeah, I get it. And, and 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 unfortunately, when someone takes it, it's it's a great experience. Almost universally, people will say, "This is great, fantastic, great tool." And then the book goes away. And so the education process of helping someone understand. Uh, so now what? <laughs> now yeah. what do we do? And There's so the application, right? Absolutely. So as a company, we start with a process called Base 34. So think of Base Camp. Okay. We got it. We got it. We got to give you a base level. And so often someone's going to pick a team of of anywhere from eight to to eighty. We've had a whole range of different size teams. Everyone will take the online assessment. We'll meet with each person for what we call the executive review of their results, just so they they feel good about you know what it had to say, answer questions because the the thirty four themes in StrengthsFinder are not dictionary terms. It's the self contain language. Okay. So we do want to coach people to understand what the results say about them. Let them self-validate. We have a, a company policy. We do not talk people into being who they are. That's their job to decide who they are and, and decide if it resonates and can this work. Um, but then we typically do a half day or full day uh, type of workshop. And okay. They're very engaging. We are, we are visual, auditory, kinesthetic trainers. 
We really try to make for a high engaged experience with with teams. And post that, we meet with everyone again. So everyone gets a second one-on-one. And this time we talk about how to apply their results, their strengths to performance. And it's a fascinating coaching session that opens the door for ways to think about it professionally, think about it personally, Mm -hmm. think about how it affects my relationships. And uh, really rich times happen there. And and then subsequent, we we meet with the meeting sponsor, whoever that was, whether it's the executive or an HR director or or a senior manager, and we review what we learned. And then we we share with them the second phase. And that gets into what we call core 34. So it's our three-year, four-phase process that you know, people don't, you know, they may not bite off the whole, you know, apple at one time. They mm-hmm. take a bite at, at a time, but they at Get least started. understand. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. What does it take to become strengths-based and uh-huh. what are the results? And so we, we like to give them enough understanding of the impact. This is what Gallup is really good at. They measure everything. Yeah. <laughs> so we were able to share with them the the macro results. Um, in fact, Gallup recently completed a meta-analysis on strengths and just they studied 49,495 teams. And when they say they that many, it's exactly that lot. many. Yeah. <laughs> but they, they studied the measurable impact, and it's helpful to share with people what it can do, but what it takes to get there. And so that's, okay. that's typically where we go past when we can do base 34. That's neat. I think that would be really neat to have support in applying. I know when we took our StrengthsFinder test, I, I was so excited to see myself listed out on the paper like that. And then it, it had some ideas for what it can look like, and it looks like for different people. So I could really see a lot of value in having somebody be there to be like, okay, this is what you do from here, and this is how you can start to apply it and work it in. That's right. I could see a lot of value in that. So what's your website? We are at 34, the number 34strong, the word strong.com, www.34strong.com. Awesome. So we're going to head into our final break. I would love for you to stay tuned and hear more about strengths. You're listening to the Impact Hour. What if the ladder you're climbing is leaning against the wrong wall? Is that bucket list getting bigger and bigger? Where are your passions hiding? You are here to create an authentically empowered life. There's nothing more fulfilling than living your life's purpose every day. Find your calling and live a legacy that lasts for generations. Start your journey today by scheduling your discovery session with John and Rena, hosts of the Impact Hour, every Wednesday on Money 105.5. Go to theimpacthour.com to schedule your complimentary session today. If you want a life rich in meaning, if you want to make a difference, join John and Rena for the Impact Hour every Wednesday afternoon at 2 on Money 105.5. Learn how to increase your life's impact. Unlock your potential and live with passion. It's all new. The Impact Hour with your hosts, John and Rena. Share your stories and become part of the journey. Wednesday afternoons at 2 on Money 105.5. Find John and Rena on Facebook at The Impact Hour. You are listening to the Impact Hour on Money 105.5, where you live a life rich in meaning and significance. Welcome back to the Impact Hour. So glad that you've joined us. We're talking today with Brandon Miller of 34 Strong. Just mentioned uh, your website to us, 34strong.com. That's the numbers 34strong.com. And can people go there and take the StrengthsFinder inventory for themselves? They sure can. They sure can. If they... Go to the website. There'll be a drop-down indicating if you want to take the Strengths Finder 
the assessment on our site costs $25 and well, well worth the investment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mentioned just briefly when I took my Strengths Finder assessment, it, it was it was delightful to to see myself explained in, in such positive terms. And what I do is, you know, sometimes in business you have to do things that you're not really excited about. And I know John coached me to say, well, how can you pull your strengths into that particular thing? And so what I found is there are certain things I enjoy more than others. Yeah. If it's a task I'm not super excited about, I just try to pull in a strength. If it's something that I already enjoy and use a strength, such as interviewing people on the radio show, I just love it. And I actually use my empathy strength to really connect mm-hmm. with people. Mm-hmm. And and, and it's it's just delightful. And, you know, my hour always goes by quickly because I so enjoy connecting with people. And uh, certainly appreciated having you on the show today. Absolutely. In our last segment, what do you want people to know? You know I think when you, when you ask the question, what does it mean to be strengths-based or live a strengths-based life? And, you know, we have a, we have a core foundation uh, as, a, as a person of faith and as a people of faith that live in our uh, or work within our organization that we really believe that God has created each of us to to have great talents and great abilities. And that within each of us, we like to say there's the genius of God. I mean, they're God-given talents. It's beautiful. But they're not the same in each one of us. Not at all. We don't have each, you know, we, we don't all get all the pieces. We get our own piece. Mm-hmm. And and when, when we think about our weaknesses and focus on what we're not, unfortunately, we live in this this realm of self-criticism, self-judgment, because we're, we're constantly comparing. Mm-hmm. Who am I not? Who do I want to be? And that aspirational or, or even just or, or withdrawal because I can't be that. Well, and don't you find that people having the exact same strengths, it plays out very differently? Absolutely, because it, there's the culture you know, question, what's the context of how they live, what's their, their mindset, their generation. There's, there's such a variance in who we are and how we live and just even the range of, of StrengthsFinder themes. What makes the, the assessment so unique is that the odds of someone getting the same five as another person is one in 286,000. Wow. And then the odds of getting the same five in the same order, order. is one in 33 million. Okay. So the results are really – it's like your fingerprint, and that's it's what makes it so unique. And what Gallup has done is when they piece together all the answers over the years – you actually get a report called the Strengths Insight Report that is specific to your top five in that order. And it's, it is literally a customized letter to you about you. And for many of our participants, that's what keeps them. That's what holds them is, wow, this really helps understand, help me understand who I am. So we increase in self-awareness, mm-hmm. which then allows for um, increases in performance and increases in, in accomplishment and confidence and, mm-hmm. and competence. And in fact, uh, Rena, my wife and I right now are in a book project. Okay. And uh, we are writing a book called Give Your Kids Shining Eyes. See them for okay. who they are and who they're meant to be. That's beautiful. And it's an anecdote essentially around how we're raising our children okay. and how we're, we're showing them. All a, seven a, of them. Yeah, all seven. <laughs> and so it's anecdotes. We have a co-author. She has three under five. So we cover, we cover millennials down into the, the, the this tweener group. I think they're called iGens or Zs, Gen Zs, and then down into the little ones that we haven't even named yet. Yeah. So we describe that from just identifying themes very young, helping people develop as they grow. Mm-hmm. That's really neat. So if people want to work with you, how do they reach out to you? The best way to find us is on our website, 34strong.com. It'll list all of the different workshops that we offer, all the different options that that people might be interested in. Uh, some of the favorites, we do a Best Manager Academy where we come in and help managers really think about engagement. 
Uh, we do uh, a strengths-based leadership for executive teams, and we do a really cool, fun discovery day for people that want to do retreats or board retreats. Those are those are really, really uh, not only enjoyable, and we laugh, and a lot of activity that people want from those experiences, but but really uh, empowering personal reflection and personal awareness that comes from those times. That's really neat. Neat opportunities that you provide there. So. Um what what really lights you up about this work? So I, we have a, a mission to develop the world's best managers. We know that the best managers engage the best employees who go home and lead amazing lives. They engage their families, their communities, their sports teams that they volunteer for, the nonprofits they care about, the churches they attend. And those people change the world. They literally change the world. And so we know that, that, that managers haven't been given the intention that they need to be the best that they can be. And it's what we're committed to. We want to develop those managers, empower them, and help them to become um, all that they that, that they really would enjoy being and have the opportunity to do that. And I, I would say second to that, I think we we love to see organizations shift, okay. completely change. Uh, we've had the benefit of watching organizations with low engagement scores move to really high engagement scores and just see that whole cycle of how it impacts them and you you can feel it mm-hmm. you feel that energy and so that's that's a secondary passion is because we know the managers are the key to that when that's operating it's it's just the best it's a great place to work it's a fun place to be yeah i love hearing how your impact you've got the ripple effect because mm-hmm. you know it's affecting them not only at work but also in their families and also in their communities and in their religious practice and and in everything it's it's affecting these people's lives and the lives of all the people around them so you're helping them to be the best that they can be and have better well-being. That's right. That's really exciting stuff. So what's one of your favorite success stories? Well, we, we've we had uh, some interesting personal success where we've had occasions where we go into a situation and it's dysfunctional, sure. as you might imagine. And we had one case where one manager um, would not talk to another leader within the organization. Literally, they... They had gotten to a point in their impasse that they couldn't talk to each other, couldn't even be in the same room uh, without a, a third party. In fact, that was required by HR. And so when working with the one manager who had the primary issue and just helping her to see her own strengths, her own patterns, her own curiosities, her own questions, and, and having her begin to wonder how those strengths were working for her and maybe even how they weren't working for her, but they might be working against her. Mm-hmm. And and through this process of coaching and introspection and allowing her, you know, illuminating a path but letting her decide how she went down it, she arrived okay. at the conclusion that it was time for a change. And she made a significant transition within the organization where she repaired the fence, wow. they breached the gap, and, they, and because they were at such a high level within the organization, it had a ripple of impact into hundreds of wow. employees. Because when we have relational discord, as any parent knows in the home, <laughs> it, it, no, no, no one's safe. <laughs> no one, no one doesn't get to feel that impact. And so right. it's the same in organizations. So that leadership transformation like that, and when we can see the measurable outcomes and the decreased safety incidents, the increased engagement, the increased productivity, the de- the the, uh, the retention, staying strong. Um, this is this is what we love to to watch happen within organizations. Yeah, that that really is like the before and after of knowing that you really made a significant difference there. Yeah, so you could work with um, maybe the manager of a small bank, or you could work with a government agency, or with an association. There's all kinds of people that you could work with. Absolutely, we in all three of those. So with 
with financial institutions. We've done uh, some amazing work. Love to work with their uh, business development teams to really engage them around how to be more effective selling with their strengths to government agencies to figure out how to do um, their work that is so important in a more efficient, effective way. And then uh, we love the uh, we love the board work and love to get in with associations and help them to be successful in uh, what uh, whatever cause they stand for. Whether you know it's the uh, we work with uh, from pest control to to travel to you know agriculture to to aviation, you name it. There's an association for just about everything, and and we enjoy that work that we get to do with them. That's really neat. I so appreciate you sharing about strengths here today because I love for people to build themselves up in in a positive way so that they could be of benefit to other people. I know there's the satisfaction that they gain from using their strengths. I know because, you know, it's certainly been that way for myself. And I love the positive focus of, of building people up instead of focusing on what they're doing wrong. It's uh, it's kind of like a win right out of the gate. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. So um, any parting thoughts before we go? You know, I think if you're listening today and you hear this message, I would encourage you to start with uh, discovering your strengths. Okay. To, uh, t- to take that challenge to... Look at yourself through the filter of what's right with you instead of spending any more time thinking about what's wrong with you. And if you're married or in a partnership with somebody, you might want to consider doing that together because I know that you can appreciate each other's strengths all that much more and work on building each other up. And then you mentioned also that there's an opportunity for families. That's right. Too, with them. The Strengths Explorer. So, wow, thank you so much for your time today, Brandon. Remember, listeners, if you want to get a hold of Brandon, you can contact him at 34strong.com. And this is your opportunity to tap into your strengths. Thank you for listening to the Impact Hour. Eric Olofsky mckay host of Real Life Lending. It's 2017, and this is the year for you to stop paying your landlord's mortgage. Work with me directly to learn about programs that are available to you and how to take advantage of the many down payment assistance programs in our area. Call me now, 916-806-0606. That's 806-0606. And don't forget to listen in to Real Life Lending Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Essex Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 70377, BRE 93613, DOC 603-G833. Eric McKay, 288-3443. When it comes to retirement, a lot of folks don't even know where to start. And it's easy to be overwhelmed and confused by all the information out there. Don't let that happen to you. Join Jeff Mitchell, the president of Monolith Financial Group, every Saturday morning at 10 for the Monolith Money Show to discover the strategies you need to know to have a happy and comfortable retirement. Start your journey into retirement with the Monolith Money Show featuring Jeff Mitchell every Saturday morning at 10 on Money 105.5.
Fridays at 2. Lock it into Money 105.5 for the rush hour for success. It's a show dedicated to your success. With information about what's going on in the community, reviews of places to visit around Sacramento, and of course, topics that involve experts in money strategies, business, real estate, and things that matter most in life. Join the watch star himself, Jim T. Chon. Get entertained, get educated, and get with a rush for success. Fridays at 2 on Money 105.5. Experience global cuisine locally and join us for an unforgettable meal at the new Bulu Eatery located at 3200 Fulton Avenue. Bulu Eatery serves appetizers and entrees from around the world as well as delicious American food which will surely satisfy all appetites, even your kids. Everything is prepared in-house with authentic and special recipes created by not only one but two local executive chefs. Eat 